You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 89. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and today I've got an incredibly special guest who is just rocking her business. Today's guest went from making $40 in her first year of business just four years ago to over a million dollars in just the last two years. She is on her way to a million dollars plus this year in annual revenue. And she's here telling us exactly how she's doing it. Oh, and by the way, she's got three kids, a husband, and she's reducing her work schedule to just three days per week. But first, if you are new to the podcast and don't know me yet, I want to welcome you. I am your host, Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ads strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six, seven, and eight-figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook Ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than $3 million in ad spend and served more than 1,000 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And while I teach a lot about Facebook and Instagram ads, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And that is why I love to bring you interviews with experts and successful business owners like my guest today. I am so excited to share with you my interview with Samantha Siffring from samanthasiffring.com. Samantha is a business coach, host of the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, and a mom of three. She began her career as a coach after struggling to find her identity as a mother and now helps moms build businesses from home that actually work all while raising kids. Samantha made her first $100,000 with her online business when her kids were nine, seven, and four. The littlest was still at home most days. And she's gone on to become the primary earner in the family when her husband was laid off in 2019. And she's made a million dollars in the past two years in her business. When she's not helping her clients build their dream lives, she is volunteering for causes close to her heart and traveling. She and her husband met while studying abroad in college and are always taking their kids on epic adventures. So as I said, Samantha is doing big things with her business. She is on the fast path to hitting a million dollars in annual revenue. And we are breaking it all down today in this interview. We talk about where she was in her business when she first started making money and what pivots and changes and shifts she has made in both her business model and her mindset in order to scale up to nearly $800,000 in revenue in just last year to reaching for her goal of $1.6 million this year in 2021. It's pretty incredible. We talk about her schedule. We talk about her strategies. We talk about her programs and keeping her business simple. And we talk about the key to helping her up-level along the way. 
and how to do it all without the mom guilt. So if you're a mom, you're definitely going to want to listen to this. Or if you know a mom who's building a business, I invite you to share this episode with her because there's so many value bombs in this episode. Samantha is just such an inspiration. And as you'll hear in the interview, I am excited and honored to have her as one of my clients in my ads agency. My team and I love working with her and her team and helping them share their message and her offerings with more people in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. So let's just get right into it. But I want you to know that you can find all the resources and links that are mentioned in today's episode in the show notes at monicalouie.com slash 89. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E dot com slash the number 89. All right. Here is my fantastic interview with Samantha Siffring from samanthasiffring.com. Hey, Samantha, thank you so much for joining me on the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I've been looking forward to our conversation. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and have a really fun conversation. Yes. Your business is exploding and it has been for the past few years. And so I want to get into all of that, but first share with everyone who you are, what you do, how you help people. Yes. So I am Samantha Siffring. I am a business coach. I work specifically with moms and I help them build really successful online businesses. So that can be coaches, consultants, virtual assistants, bookkeepers, graphic designers, all of those things that if you can offer that service or knowledge online, I can help you make a lot of money with it. I love it. And you have done so well in your business. Can you share, I want to go back to how you even got into this online business world. How long have you had your business? What did you do before and why did you start your business? Yes. So I have had my business for four years now. I started in 2017 and I actually had worked as a coach before that. So I was a stay-at-home mom with young children trying to figure out how to use my education and skills to contribute to the family's finances and have an adult outlet that was not just like watching PBS kids all day long. I just wanted something that was just for me. So I tried a lot of different things and I found coaching through a podcast where there was a therapist talking on there who had started a life coaching company online and she hired other therapists and trained them to be life coaches. And I had my master's in counseling that I had never even used because I had kids right away after grad school. And I remember I was driving down the highway when I heard her on the podcast, I very dramatically pulled over on the side of the road, looked her up, emailed her and was like, hire me, please. And that's how I got into coaching. I worked with her for a couple of years and then decided to branch out on my own. So that that's what took me to 2017 when I started up my own coaching business and I was a life coach for a year and then got into business coaching for moms. I love that. Okay. So how did you start? How did you make that transition from working for somebody else in their business to starting your own thing? Because as I'm sure you learned, it's very different working for somebody else and generating, you know, the audience and the traffic and all of the things on your own. So how did that transition look? So it looked like doing everything wrong <laughs> and then learning what didn't work. 
that's always my best teacher is failing at things. So I think for a lot of us, we get into online business and we have seen people who are making multiple six figures and millions. And we think, oh, if we just do the same things that they're doing, that's going to work for me. So I set up a website and courses and an Instagram where I posted like memes and inspirational quotes. And I had like 30 followers and was like, why isn't this working? (laughs) So that was how it started out. And ultimately what I realized is people have to know you exist. And the best way to do that is to go where they are and meet them and build relationships with them. And once I started doing that, I started signing clients here and there, and then it just built on itself. I love that. Okay. So once you kind of found your sweet spot, then things started to grow. So what did that look like back then? And then how has that changed as your business has grown? So what it looked like back then was truly me being in Facebook groups, meeting other people and just being helpful and being willing to give free advice, give my opinions, hop on calls with people and just serve them without attachment and expectation. And I would sign like one client a month at first, and then it slowly built. And then I started to build my own audience because all those people who talked to me for free liked it. So they wanted more. So they followed me. I built up a Facebook group of my own. I had that for a long time. I recently closed it several months ago and it had like 11,000 people in it. And I've pivoted over to growing my audience in other places, knowing people who want to hear you are just going to follow wherever they can, wherever you're available. So now it looks like I give a lot of free value in trainings, in my emails, on my podcast, on Instagram. And that's really where people are finding me and are being nurtured and wanting to purchase from me. And of course, Facebook ads are a major way. I think At the beginning of my business, I had a lot of time to spend, to meet people and have them be introduced to me. And now I'm grateful to have money to be able to spend, to help people get to know me. I love it. Okay. So do you mind sharing how much you've made in your business and, and kind of what that trajectory looked like? Because you've had really fast growth. And so tell people where you've been like financially, if you don't mind sharing numbers and then <laughs> where you're going, what's the plan? Cause we're here. We are early 2021. What's the plan? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So 2017, I made $40 in my own business in that entire year. I sold one coaching session. <laughs> And then in the following year, 2018, I made $42,000. So really large growth that year. It felt amazing. That was more than I'd ever made in my life. I made, I think 32,000 in my job before I had kids. That was like the most I was ever paid in a year. So that 42,000 felt like I've hit the jackpot. And then 2019, I made 210,000. Ooh. Which again, another yeah, that's a big jump. <laughs> another mind blown moment. And then last year, 2020, I made $791,000. Whoa. 
that's yeah, so awesome. Okay. I, it took me like a little while. I was like kind of a late bloomer, but once I figured out how to make money, I've grown pretty fast. So now I've made like over a million dollars in my business in the past couple years. And then this year, the goal is 1.6. I love it. Okay. Yeah. 1.6 million. I love it. Okay. So what is the difference between a $40 a year business and a $42,000 a year business? And now, you know, almost $800,000 shooting for over a million. What changed as, you know, you, you figured out your sweet spot as far as how to meet people, but in order to build that revenue in your business, what changed in your, the business structure, but then also within you to become the leader, the CEO of that business that's on that fast path? So one of the major things that I think has allowed me to grow really quickly is that I keep my business really simple and I just have like one primary offer at a time. And now in my business, I have two. Now I have my program and I have my mastermind that's open two different times a year, but the majority of the year is spent promoting one thing. And I think that very focused approach, very simple approach allows for a lot of growth and allows you to channel all of your creativity and energy and thinking into one thing. So I highly recommend that. I also think my thoughts about myself and what I have to offer that has really correlated with the financial growth that I've seen. I know when I was first starting out, I had a lot of thoughts about how am I different from anybody else you know, maybe I'm not offering anything that special. And I let a lot of those doubts and negative thoughts about myself really hold me back. And now I feel like I have really found and own what is unique about me, what they can't find anywhere else, why I should be their top choice, their only choice, the only coach that's relevant in their mind. And also what they're going to get when they work with me. I feel so confident in the results my clients are going to get following the process that I teach. And I think that confidence makes such a difference. And I think it's okay that it takes time to develop that, but it is something for sure to be developing over time. I love that. Okay. So really the mindset piece sounds like a huge part of it. I know when I first started my business, I would look at these people who were, you know, a few steps ahead of me making, you know, six figures, multiple six figures a year. And, and I wanted to shoot for that. And just thinking about like, they got to have the guts and the confidence to charge the rates that will equate to that, you know, and help people at that level where they can charge those rates. So did you have kind of challenges with that as well and, and increasing your prices over time or, or what did that look like? Yeah. All the drama. I remember in 2018, I think I was charging like a hundred dollars a session, but I was charging in packages. Like I'd finally wrapped my mind around that. And I spoke with a business coach who was like, I wouldn't take you seriously unless you were charging three times that amount. And so I did. And unfortunately it really threw me off because my mind wasn't ready to charge that. And it set me on this course of some 
difficulties selling what I was offering, believing in it, feeling like I could deliver to my clients. It caused some drama. And eventually I got back to a place where I was like, okay, I'm going to charge what feels like I am massively over delivering. They're getting way more than they're paying for. And it still feels good to me. I think there's like a sweet spot there with pricing. And then I stayed there and let my pricing be determined by demand. And I think that's one of the best things I ever did, taking my pricing back down and then getting booked out and then raising it and always raising it as a filter because I had so much demand. I wish somebody would have told me that at the very beginning, but I'm glad that I can share that lesson with everybody else now. Yeah. Can you go deeper into that? You know, what does that mean as a filter? What did that look like in your business? Yeah. 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 So what it looked like was I had more clients who wanted to work with me than I had time to work with them. So then I started building out this wait list. And in that, I also just doubled my price. I was charging 5K, I think, for six months at that time. And then I just doubled it to 10K and didn't worry about people who didn't want to pay that. Cause I was like, there's so many people who want to pay me if this helps cut down that load so that more people can come in instead of be waiting for six months. Great. And I continued raising from there based on having more people who wanted to work with me than I could accommodate. And then shortly after that, I also branched into groups and now that's all I do. And I can accommodate everybody in my program, anybody who wants to be there. So I priced that to be a massive over deliver for them. And then the mastermind I'm, I'm in that place of creating that demand right now. Great. Okay. So in your group program, then that's the, that's the scalable piece where you can help an unlimited number of people go through your process in your program, but then what, what else do they get in that program? Yeah. So they get the course, like you mentioned, that has my process in it that they can study on their own with a workbook and modules and all of that. They also get a Facebook community to interact with each other and meet other business owners, as well as getting coaching from me and my team anytime they need it. There's a special hashtag that they use that they can request coaching and we're on it. We've got their back. And then there's also weekly live coaching where we all come together on zoom and they raise their hand and I coach through as many as possible during that time. And then there's also bonuses because I just can't stop over delivering. So there's always something new and fun going on in there. And it's a lifetime access program. So it feels like it is truly everything that they need to make money in their business. And my goal right now with it is to get to a hundred women who have hit a 5k month. That's awesome. Okay. Can you share? So that's mama to CEO is your group program. Can you share just some of the success stories that you've seen in that group and in that program? Yeah. So I was just coaching in there this morning and somebody in there joined like mid-December and she was like, I have made $10,000 since I joined. So like a month and a half, $10,000. She's had two 5k months. And I was just like mind blown. Like, I know it's good. I know what I teach is good, but I also was just like, oh my gosh, it it's happening and it's happening faster and faster. 
I have had, I think we are almost at 40 women who have hit a 5k month since November. So in three months we've hit that, which is really fantastic. I have another who just had her first 10 K month in there. And these are people who came in with businesses that they felt were like struggling. Like they didn't know how to get clients. Like the, the one who's made 10 K in the past six weeks, she said that one module in particular, it's called the before and after method. It's like one of the tools that I teach to help you write copy she was like, that one module changed everything about my copy. And then she went out and got incredible results. That's so great. Okay. So, yeah. and these are moms too, that are leading, you know, busy lives, right. And, and with even more challenges these days, because many kids are home doing virtual schooling and your, your audience, mama to CEO, I mean, they're primarily moms in that program and you yourself are the mom and you've been building your business with young kids all around. So what struggles have you faced in that? And then how, since your program is tailored to moms who are facing those same struggles, can you share just like a couple quick tips that you, like struggles that you see often come up with your students and, and members, and then, you know, some quick tips to help kind of overcome those struggles? Yeah. I think the top struggle is around time. And thinking that there's not enough time for them to be able to do what they need to do to hit their goal. And my thought on that is it's pretty simple to hit our goals. There's not that much that we actually need to do. And if you want to sign one client, it really could be as simple as one conversation. I think a lot of people overcomplicate it. And like I said, look at people who have huge, super successful businesses and compare themselves to that. Those people who maybe have an entire team creating all of their media, social media content and that kind of stuff for them and think, oh, I have to do that. I have to be super active on every platform. And you really don't have to. It can be as simple as talking to people. So I want to just encourage everybody who feels like, oh, I don't have time to get it all done to hit my goal. What needs to get done to hit the goal is probably much less than you think, much more focused than you think. And you can for sure figure out the time thing. Sometimes it also involves asking for help, which many of us are not so good at, and it's out of the comfort zone to do. Okay. So I totally agree with that. I see that a lot too, that the, and what you said earlier about you're promoting one thing at a time, you have a very simple business with just a couple of key offers, but you only promote one at a time. And so you're not scattered trying to, you know, focus on promoting all of these different things at once. And your audience isn't scattered either. It's either they're right for this program or they're right for this program, or, you know, they're building that relationship with you for when they are ready, then they're going to know which program is right for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So for moms to simplify their, so let's say a mom has like 15 hours a week to devote to her business? Where should she be focusing if she's brand new in business? And then I want you to answer the same question if she's working on scaling her business. Yes. Okay. So if she's brand new, I think the most valuable way she can spend her time is meeting lots of people. And like I said earlier, for me, that was in Facebook groups, but there's a lot of ways to meet people. And it's important to think about 
where do I think my ideal clients are and what makes sense for the thing that I am offering? But for me, it was those groups and you don't have to spend that much time in there. And honestly, I would like sit on the couch with my computer or my phone. The kids would be doing something in the same room, having a snack, playing with Legos. And it would be really easy for me to like sort by recent posts, scroll through, see who had questions that I could add value to. And just really like show up as me in those spaces. And the more people I got to know, the more people who got to see my expertise, they were just curious. They, they were just drawn to me. They wanted to know what I was doing. They wanted to work with me. It seems weird that that works. And it really confuses a lot of my clients. They're like, how can it be that simple? But it really is when people get to know you, they want to work with you. They want to help you find clients. So building that network is the most valuable thing that they could do with their time at the beginning and for sure can do that in 15 hours a week. And then later in business with scaling, you want to have that simple business, but you also want to look at what's the most effective things that I am doing in my business. What is actually getting results? How am I actually getting clients and what do I like doing? So for a lot of my clients, they need to bring on somebody for their team at that phase to free up some of their time. For some of them, they need to let go of the one-on-one offer that they've been doing and devote time to a scalable offer. For some of them, they need to do something like I did, closing the free Facebook group and narrowing down the number of places that they're putting out marketing. There's always things, once you're in that scaling phase, always things that you can tidy up and then start growing the team. I love that. Okay. So with your with your mastermind now, or that's for the people who are scaling, right? They've got traction in their business. Who's the ideal client for the mastermind? Yes. They are somebody who knows how to make money. They have that traction in their business. They want to scale to multiple six figures and beyond. They are feeling like they're either at or getting close to capacity. I have a lot of these ideal clients who are like, I feel like I'm getting maxed out on my capacity. A lot of times they are like designers, web developers, that kind of thing, where they've found that cap of dollars for hours that works for them. And now they have to change something in their business to go to the next level. Same thing can happen with consultants and coaches, right? Like we don't have time to have like 50 one-on-one clients. We really have to pivot our offer and our business model once we're consistently staying booked. So somebody who is either getting close to that, like they have strong momentum going towards getting fully booked or they're already fully booked and they want to go to the next level. Okay. So, and you're with you and your business growing so fast, you've been doing this also and on your way to 1.6 million this year. So what are the changes that you are taking in your business to help you set the foundation and really have been setting that foundation to, for this massive growth that's been occurring in your business and scaling to 1 million and beyond? Yeah. First was creating those scalable offers And then letting go of one-on-one work. Actually, last month, I ended contracts early with the remaining one-on-one clients I had, refunded everybody, 
that was a scary move, scary decision. But I knew with my goal for this year, I had to be all in with where I'm going and the offers that I want to sell and promote this year. And like even several hours a week, I just didn't have to give to other people's businesses in that way anymore. So making that scary pivot of like, here's what's really worked and really been solid before shifting over to here's the new thing that I have to figure out how to make work and have to develop those new skills. For sure, growing a team too. I brought my sister on a couple months ago as a business manager, and she is carrying so much in the business now and is so amazing having her. I hired an assistant coach as well. As you know, I've gotten into ads. I hired your team for ads. So really building out a team, changing the business model, managing my mind every step of the way, establishing boundaries is another thing. I just recently changed my email address. I have a private email address that only a few people know. And my old business email address goes to my business manager now, and she filters through everything. So yeah, I would say those are like the major things that are shifting and just allowing me to have more focused, more valuable time during my working hours that are really going to be moving us forward instead of a lot of the like hands-on doing. And I know that you shared with us that you are decreasing your hours and your schedule. So you're, you're growing and scaling, building up the support team around you, but then you're also pulling back and how much you're doing and how many, many hours you're working. So can you talk a little bit about that? And then also, about the mindset shifts that you you've mentioned, you know, it's a little bit scary. I want, I want you to kind of share with us how you're kind of dealing with those thoughts that come up too, as you're making these changes. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I'm going down to three days a week right now and it's a progression. (laughs) This isn't like a light switch on and off, but part of it was letting go of the one-on-one to clear up that space during the week for the three day week. So I would say probably in the next month or so, I'm going to be fully into the three-day week, which seems crazy, right? Like who makes millions of dollars working three days a week? But it is possible. You just do the math, you figure it out. So that's what's happening on the time side of things. I feel like when I was building up my business, my youngest was still at home most of the time. She had like a couple days a week where she went to preschool for like two hours, but I would say the majority of the time she was home with me. And so it really was like sitting on the couch doing the work while she was playing and then a couple nights a week. And then sometimes Saturday mornings, wherever I could fit it in, I would have client calls. So I, I used to have like a 15 hour work week. And then as my business grew, my husband decided to be a stay at home dad. He took on school drop-off, pick up all the things. And so then I escalated my hours to probably like 30 to 40 hours a week. And now I'm bringing it back down. So I think kind of being willing to have that flexibility and figure it out truly, I think is so important. And then as far as the mindset shifts, here's what I think is really valuable. Having a long-term vision for where you're going and knowing what those long-term goals are 
not just this year, but several years out in the future and having a rough idea of what's my business going to look like out there in the future and what needs to be happening now to make that inevitable. And so for me, you know, making the hard choices that I've been making, it's because I see the long-term vision and where I'm going. And I have really worked to build my belief that of course I'm going to create that. It makes you feel so brave to do things that are scary now that are maybe saying no to money right now, but you know, are going to feed into that long-term vision. So I would say that's the most helpful thing. And then I have a coach (laughs) for sure. I don't think I could do any of this without a coach, having somebody who has seen exactly what I'm doing, knows that it's possible, has that belief in me. Like I was talking to my coach this morning and she was like, you just always hit your goals. That's just what you do. And my brain was like, is it? (laughs) But (laughs) she says it to me so often that I feel like I can lean on that, that there's like that support for me that I'm not just doing this on my own. I have somebody who sees a different perspective of me than I have just feels very helpful and supportive. And I don't think I could do it otherwise. So I love everything that you said. And what I what I really love is that you've got, you mentioned the long-term vision and also just thinking about, you know, it's, it might sound crazy to people that you're building a million dollar business and bringing down your, your work week to three days a week, but it is possible. And to just be open to that possibility and that we don't need to hustle and be working around the clock and always be available. And you mentioned setting boundaries and all of those things are things that I'm working on in my business as well. And so can you just share a little bit about like, what do you use for inspiration or to, to think of these kind of, you know, quote unquote, crazy ideas, but then also how to keep yourself on track that it is possible, even if there might be skeptics out there, or even if your doubts might creep up, you know, how do you keep yourself on track with all of that? I know you mentioned the coach, but can you just share more about that? Cause I feel like that's, that's something that a lot of us go through as we look at scaling our business, you know, we kind of, where we are now feels like, you know, it felt impossible a while ago, but now it's like our comfort zone. And so to continue to stretch that comfort zone, what advice Mm -hmm. do you have? Yeah. So in addition to having the coach, I coach myself a lot and I'm pretty self-aware of my thoughts and my feelings. And so I can tell when something's off Like for instance, I'm getting ready to launch my mastermind and I can just tell by the way that I feel, I often have pre-launch anxiety. That's pretty extreme. And when I notice that I immediately pull out my notebook and get my thoughts down on paper and see like, what's going on in there? (laughs) What am I telling myself that's making me feel like this? And what do I want to be thinking about this? What are the actual facts? What do I know to be true? What do I know about myself, about my audience, my clients, my offer, and really like draw out all of the like building blocks for belief to be able to make that mental shift. And I just like feeling good. I think most of us like feeling good. So I find my mind is always receptive to think something different, but that self-coaching is so important. And I would say too, being in a mastermind. So not just having the coach, but being in a mastermind where 
you're in a group of people who are all doing very similar things to you, revenue-wise, goal-wise, scary move-wise, that normalizes it in your brain. I think a lot of the things that are required for the kind of growth that I have had go against nature in our brain. Like our brains are wired to not want to do any of that stuff because it's so risky. It doesn't feel safe. And our brain's whole job is to keep us safe and avoiding risk. So having a group where the things that you want to do are normal and the things that you are doing and are deciding are normal helps that part of your brain to adjust and feel more safe making those choices. I think it is kind of like a a way to hack our brain and her evolution to put ourselves in a group of people who are doing those types of things to make us reassured that it's okay and normal. Yeah, that's one of the benefits that I've found myself in being masterminds and and being in like high level masterminds is you know, it's great to, I remember when I first joined Pat Flynn's mastermind, the first year I felt like I was the low, you know, woman on the totem pole. I thought, oh my gosh, these amazing people are doing great things. Like they're so far ahead, you know, further ahead than I am, but it helped me raise up my belief in myself because I became friends with these people, with these amazing businesses and, and families and, you know, but then before long, I was in the same place that they were. Mm-hmm. And so that just helps to, you know, it's kind of like the the rising tide raises all boats, right? When you get around other people that are achieving the goals that you want to achieve. And then you find out too, as you get to know those people, that there are things that you figured out in your business that you can help them with. And there are things that they've figured out in their business that they can help you with. And so being part of the mastermind, I really love that everybody can help each other and, you know, nobody has it all figured out, but that's one of the beautiful things about being part of a mastermind is that you can all help each other and grow together. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it is so valuable. And that is one of the reasons that it was easier for my brain to accept letting go of one-on-one, just seeing the benefit of being in a mastermind and how I think it's better than building your business in a vacuum, kind of only having a one-on-one coach. So that made me feel stronger too. Like this serves my clients more. Yes. Okay. So for the mastermind, you shared how Mama to CEO is structured. Can you share how the mastermind is structured and how is that different from your one-on-one coaching? What does that look like? Yes. Well, it is different from one-on-one because the mastermind exists and one-on-one is gone forever. (laughs) (laughs) So it's available unlike the one-on-one, but it is structured in six month segments. And for the first two days of each six month period of time, we meet live someday in person I hope, (laughs) but for sure online at this point, but we meet for two days and I really teach about sustainable scaling. And as fast as my business has grown, that really isn't the goal that I want to teach people. I want them to prioritize the sustainability, the anti-hustle, the how they are feeling and caring for themselves above the money, knowing the money comes easiest when those things are working anyway. But I think when money is the only measure of success, we create a lot of burnout and 
people just feeling bad and and getting exhausted and self-sabotaging and all of that. So I teach about sustainable scaling. I have four principles of that. And then we dive into two of them on a deeper level. So one is that idea of supply and demand and really getting good at controlling your demand through the value you create, the concepts you create, your intellectual property, your copy that you're writing, all of those types of things, getting really good at your unique ideas, your unique message, all of that. And then the other piece is that long-term vision that I talked about. I have them create a vision for scaling their business, a plan for scaling their business, And then we take that down into a couple different key priorities for them to be implementing over the next six months. After those two days, we have a Facebook community where they can get coaching and community and all of that. And then we do weekly calls where there is a mix of workshops, lessons, and coaching. Okay. So all of this, and I know you have a team that you're building around you, but all of this, how do you, how do you do all of this? Or how will you be doing all of this in three days? <laughs> it's really funny plus because podcast, I'm like, plus your weekly how podcast. Would I not? <laughs> how would I not? I'm really efficient. I think this is like one of the key strengths that I have. I'm really focused and I'm really efficient. So like my podcast episodes, I try to keep them around 10 to 20 minutes. Literally, I write an outline and then I just get on and record and the outline just kind of comes to me. Like I'll be like brushing my teeth and I'll be like, oh my gosh, here's the topic. And I'll just jot down a few notes. And then, you know, in a separate 10 minute time period, I'll build out the outline and then I will just sit down and talk for 15 to 20 minutes. And then the podcast is done. Like it can be (laughs) that simple. And I think when you have a well-managed mind, it is that simple. So maybe that is my secret is just really prioritizing that self-coaching and then not letting things take longer than they need to take. Okay. So you don't overthink things. You yes. Just, I'm going <laughs> to do it. And you. so you're thinking as you're brushing your teeth, you know, what what would resonate today? What do people need to hear today? And then you just boom, 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 get it done. And then with the trainings, the same kind of thing, or do you have a process for planning out what you're going to be, you know, sharing in the next training, or did you already map that out ahead of time? What does that look like? Yeah. So it's typically something that I map out ahead of time. And a lot of what I do is inspired by my clients and what I see them going through. And I have a few different tools that I use to reflect on my clients, on their struggles, and then create new concepts to help them from that. And so every once in a while, like maybe once a month or so, I'll sit down and do that exercise again. And then I have so much content, like so many ideas for training, so many ideas for emails and podcasts. I did it for my mastermind launch. They're getting, I think, 21 emails over two weeks for that launch. And I did that exercise. I really thought about what are the core concepts that I teach during this mastermind. And then from there, I wrote all the emails and I did it in like a day and a half, 21 emails. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Very cool. So, and along the way, growing kids or, you know, raising kids, raising a family, you've got three kids. What are their ages right now? 
They are 11, nine and six right now. Okay. So middle, what middle school and grade school? Yes. Fifth grade, third grade, first grade. Okay. And I know that I myself as a mom, I've got two little kids and you as a mom and, you know, coaching moms, helping moms build their businesses. A lot of times we struggle with mom guilt. So how do you help your students and clients with mom guilt and dealing with that? I think one of the favorite things that helps me and my clients with mom guilt is this meme that I think I saw maybe when my oldest was a baby and it was like moms in the seventies locked the kids outside all day and drank tab while they talked on the phone to their friend all day long. And I was like, you know what? There was a different approach to motherhood (laughs) in the past. And I think we've swung a little too far in the current direction. And we need to go back to a little bit more of the kids are pretty self-sufficient Now, of course we want them to be safe. Like I'm not locking them outside and being like, see you at dinner, but I also don't feel like I have to be there facilitating every single thing that they do. And it gets easier and easier as they get older. But I think that they're more capable of that than younger ages or at younger ages than we think. Yes. So the first thing is like, understand they don't really need you as much as you think that they do. And it's not your job to entertain them. I think that is like the biggest piece. And I think it's also good to really define what do you think a good mom is and what's the kind of mom that you want to be? And how do you know that you're being that mom and being really clear about your expectations? Like For me, good mom does not involve chaperoning field trips or like doing crafts or playing Barbies with them. And my kids would really like me to do all of those things, but I don't want to do it. And it's not part of my definition of good mom. So I don't make myself feel guilty about it, even if they make comments about it. It's just like, nope. And I think it's okay. I think it's good for them actually to see me saying no to see me having that boundary and then to see me be all in, in the things with them that are really important to me. Like taking them on trips is really important to me. Being fully present during that time, having time during the weekends and evenings where I'm fully present with them. Like those things are really important. And then some of that other stuff, that Pinteresty Instagram mom stuff just isn't, it's not me. And so I'm not going to feel bad about it. Okay. I love that so much. That's something that I've learned too with my own kids is that they are self-sufficient. And if you, you know, teach them to be self-sufficient and that they don't need to rely on you for everything, then they're going to be more self-sufficient as they grow. And really, you know, we're raising future adults. So as an adult, we want them to be self-sufficient and not rely on us. Right. So why not start younger? And then also, you know, the example that you're setting, I mean, think about the example that you're setting for your kids that they can do and be and create anything they want to do. If they want to create a million dollar business, they've got the example right there in front of them and they see what you're doing and how intentional you are with it and how you plan your time. And you're just setting, you know, even if you didn't have a million dollar business, you're setting these boundaries around your time and your schedule and your focus and your priorities. And I think all of that is just being a great example that's going to help them as they grow into becoming adults one day. I totally agree. I think a lot of moms feel the mom guilt because they feel this 
family versus business tension in themselves. And I always say, no, it's business for family. Like that's why we're doing this. We're doing it for them. And there may be a couple years where we're putting in like me, like I had like the 40 hour weeks, right? And now it's created a situation where we get to do whatever we want, whenever we want pretty much. And I think it's such a gift. It was so worth the work, the tears, the drama, all the things to get here. I love it. That's so great. This has been such a fantastic conversation, Samantha. It's so great to chat with you. You're doing amazing things in the world. And I know my team and I love working with you and your team and helping you grow and scale. And it's just so inspiring to see what you have created and how you're helping other moms do the same. And so just thank you for sharing all that you shared with us. Where should people go to check you out? I know you mentioned podcast, Instagram programs, please share it all. And we'll put it all in the show notes as well. Yes. Perfect. So my podcast is, I think the best way for somebody to really do a deep dive into all of my thoughts. It's called online business building mamas. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Samantha HMS. And then I have those two programs. Like you said, mama to CEO is if you are at the beginning of your business, building up that momentum, wanting to get to 5k months, that is for you. It's a lifetime access program. And then the other thing is my mastermind. And it's actually in launch right now as this episode is live. So if you are a mom and you love this idea of scaling in a sustainable way, you're ready to make multiple six figures in your business. Mama CEO mastermind is for you. And you can get both programs and all the information on my website, samanthasiffering.com. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. This is so fantastic to chat with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. All right. So are you as blown away as I am? Samantha is doing great things in her business and she's helping people build their businesses too. And after we stopped recording, I was talking to Samantha about how I just love what she's doing because she is helping others believe that it's possible to hit six figures, multiple six figures, a million dollars in annual revenue in their business. She's helping other moms believe that's possible. And I firmly believe that as we all strive to up-level ourselves and our businesses and help more people, that's just going to prove to more people that it is possible. And so we're going to have more multiple six-figure business owners who are building businesses from home as they raise their kids. We're going to have more seven-figure businesses. And I just love what is possible in the world today with the amazingness of the internet and reaching people. And even if we are stuck at home during this COVID pandemic, we can still get out there and help people with the tools that we have online. So I hope that you took a lot of notes from this episode, from this interview. I certainly did. What I love, a couple of my key takeaways are how Samantha kept bringing it back to how can we make this simple? How can your offerings be simple? How can you create simple, scalable offerings so that you can better streamline your processes and bring more people into your business and grow quickly over time without building this humongous team beneath you to help support that? So that's what she's doing. You, you heard her talk about her team and how she's focused on growing people to help support her, but she is building this 
really scalable and sustainable business, and she's helping other people do the same. So definitely check out her programs, Mama to CEO, and her mastermind that is currently open. If you have traction in your business and you're ready to up-level and scale to multiple six figures and beyond, Samantha can help you do it. So check out her mastermind. I know she's amazing. I've loved working with her and her team. She's doing great things and she's definitely a role model to follow and can help you achieve your goals as well. So as I said, we'll have all the links and resources that we shared in the show notes today at monicalouie.com slash 89. And be sure to check out Samantha on Instagram and tell her that you listened to this episode and share your takeaways with her as well. And if you are ready to scale your business with Facebook ads, then I invite you to check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through the six simple steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you dive into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you appreciate a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest ads, just like we're helping Samantha, you can go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. All right. Once again, as I mentioned, we'll have all the links and resources in the show notes and you can find those at monicalouie.com slash 89. Go check out Samantha's programs. Go listen to her podcast. I love her podcast because it is so binge worthy. As she said, her episodes are super short, but valuable. And I just love binging her podcast. So go check out her podcast. And if you found this podcast helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It really helps the podcast get found by more people. And subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. We've got a number of amazing interviews lined up and ready to rock your world. So hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I've got another super special guest. I can't wait to share this interview with you. So subscribe so you don't miss it. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish. 